So let's decide on this once and for all. What is the best step-by-step -step process you should be following with every blog post that you put onto your website if you want the best shot at getting the most traffic and the most revenue to your site? Well, in today's episode, we're gonna talk more about the process that I use with every single blog post that I put out on the internet. It's really a list of almost 30 things that I do and make sure of on every single blog post, but for the sake of time, we're only gonna go over the top 10 that I think are probably the most important. If you want the full list, be sure to check out my pre premium community. It'll be the first link down in the description. Join there and you'll get the entire list. But what we're talking about now is the top 10 things that you should be doing on every single blog post. And, and honestly, it kind of feels illegal to know it because these things work and they work really well. Um, I don't know if you've ever had anything or uh, tried to put together a piece of furniture, you know, especially from a place like Ikea and you try to put it together and you don't look at the instructions and what ends up happening? You probably get like a you know, kind of a, a weird looking cabinet that's lopsided and you got extra parts and everything, all because you didn't follow the instructions. Well, I wanna make this process very, very simple for you. I'm gonna give you the instructions that you need to make sure that your blog post rank. So let's go ahead and talk about it. So number 10 on our list would be to do keyword research. Now, it doesn't matter what keyword in the world you go after, okay? If you go after the wrong keyword, there's no, there's almost no amount of SEO on page or off page that you can do to it that's going to get it to rank, at least not any time soon. So the most important thing you have to do is make sure that you do proper and good keyword research. So the, the main thing that I would do is once I find a keyword that I think I wanna go after, I'm gonna Google it. I'm gonna see what else is ranking on Google, not just taking it from these keyword research tools, right? I mean, that's all fine and dandy to give you a little bit of direction, but you still need to do this part yourself. Google the phrase and see how strong the sites are that are out there. And if the sites are strong, and you maybe see a couple of sites that are probably in like the DR30 range or anything like that, then you could think, you know what, I might have a good shot at maybe outranking them. And then also look at the relevance, the way Google uh, puts blog posts on their websites is based on relevance. So if your article can be more relevant than what's out there, you might have an inside shot at being able to rank for a particular article, even if you don't have the DR to support it. Right, so that's usually opportunity and you wanna be sure to, to take it every which way that you possibly can. So that's number 10, you have to do good keyword research. Number nine, and one of my favorite things is after you've had the article either written by, uh, a writer, maybe you've written it yourself, or maybe you're even using AI to create the content. You now need to take that content and throw it into phrase. Now, phrase is uh, one of my favorite SEO optimizers that are out there right now. Um, I got an AppSumo lifetime deal on it a long time ago, and it's been really cool to be able to use um, this entire time. Pretty much every blog post that I ever put on the internet, I run through phrase. Um, by the way, any of the tools that we do mention, I'll be sure to include those on my tools page. Just go to bloggerevolution.com slash tools. But uh, Phrase is one of my favorite ones. It's an SEO optimizer that allows you to <coughs> make sure that the keywords that you are including in your blog post are what Google is looking for, semantically related keywords, uh, so that Google can really understand what your blog post is about. So for example, if you were writing a blog post like what is the best uh, way to clean a coffee maker, you know, how are people, how, how is Google gonna know that your blog post is about coffee? Because Google can't read, right? So since Google can't read, what's the best way to do it? Is to include other related words. So you can't write a, a 
blog post about how to clean a coffee maker without using words such as coffee maker or cleaner or mug or water or you know, coffee beans or something like that. That way it just gives Google further context as to what that blog post is about. And that's what phrase can help you to do. The number eight thing is to add images. Now this one might seem very, very simple, but to be honest, it's one of the things that I see a lot that's being missed when I look at um, when I'm doing different audits for people. I'm looking at their blog posts and I see that there's like one image or maybe like no images at all. That's not usually a good sign because it's just straight text. In the age that we're living in right now, we need to do things that are going to separate us from everybody else. So when you see a blog post out there that has no images at all, or the images are not even relevant, right? I remember one time being on a blog post and it was talking about like maybe pianos or something. And for whatever reason, like there was a blog post of a lady knitting there. I mean, it's not relevant, right? So it shouldn't be on the blog post. Uh, those types of signals right there, you wanna make sure that the images that you put on your blog post are relevant and that they make complete sense for what is actually there. That way you're improving the user experience. Um, I source a lot of my images by either taking them myself or using a place like Deposit Photos. Uh, you can also use a few of the free places like Morg Files or Pexels or uh, I can't really think of any more, but those are just a few that you can use to be able to get some free imagery or you can use the paid ones. I like using the paid ones mostly because you're gonna be able to get different types of imagery that not everyone who you know doesn't wanna pay for is going to get. That way you don't get the same pictures on every single post. But that's the next thing you would do. The number seven thing is to add a YouTube video or some type of video to your blog post. And I typically like to put that video probably in the top 50% of the article or something like that. This way, when people land on your blog post, they just, uh, uh, they would hopefully see the YouTube video and play it. And the longer that they're on their on your website, the better signals that are being sent to Google. Um, it's been that way for years and it still continues to work. Uh, a ninja trick that you can do with this is to create your own video um, rather than just taking someone else's video off of YouTube. And a big reason for this is because people who create content on YouTube are gonna be sending people to their uh, brands and to their stuff. And if you are putting their content on your blog posts, then chances are you might end up uh, you know, sending people to their stuff. So if you create your own content and you can use a lot of different places, uh, if you're not wanting to create the content yourself and shoot it and learn video and all of that fun stuff, you can turn your blog post into a video by using a service like Pictory and then 11 Labs where you can take your voice and it'll basically have it say whatever you want it to say, which is kind of scary, but hey, the process works, right? So go ahead and check those out. That's number seven. Number six on our list is to uh, check for internal links links, especially if you're using a nice tight silo structure, making sure that you're linking to your parent pages. And if you're doing any parallel linking to other articles that other cousin articles, I guess you can call them, uh, on to your parent child relationships. So by doing this, you help kind of spread the link juice around your website. So if one particular blog post ends up getting a good backlink, because you have the internal linking nice and tight, it's going to be sending link juice to your entire silo and hopefully to the entire website. And uh, it's going to be nice, relevant, and, and local for what's going on on your website. So that's a big deal. Uh, you can use tools such as Link Whisper. I do enjoy using Link Whisper itself, but for the most part, I like to kind of be very strategic in where my um, internal linking is leading people once they land on a site. So that would be number six. Number five on our list is to include affiliate boxes and other types of styled calls to actions. Now, what I mean by this is I use a 
a tool called Affiliate Table or Affiliatable, whatever it's called. But um, this one is a good tool for creating nice, beautiful looking affiliate pages. Other options out there would be like Lasso or AAWP or um, I think uh, Amma Links Pro, a lot of those different ones. But the one that I use is Affiliate affiliate Table or Affiliatable. And uh, you can create these. They look great. And then you just copy the stuff right there onto your blog post and it gives you a nice looking product box, right? And it's going to have people be able to click on it and, and go on from there. Um, I'm also using Popcorn Theme, and Popcorn Theme has a lot of those built in as well. The calls to action don't always have to be to affiliate stuff. You can have a call to action to your email list, a call to action to go read another article that might be like a money post that it's leading to, um, whatever it happens to be, you know, but this way you can further monetize a post on your website. Even if it's just a strictly informational website, you can add these types of boxes so that you can add an affiliate element and then make more money per visitor that lands on that blog post. Number four on our list is to add a call to action in the top 20% of an article. So if you have very important pages on your site, pages that are going to make you more money, or like we like to call in the industry, money pages, then if you have a highly trafficked traffic page, just put a ton of, uh, not a ton, just put one um, call to action in probably the top half, top 25% of that article. That way, when people land on it and it's a relevant link, then they can click on it and is sooner to monetization for that person, especially if it's an informational type post. And by doing this as well, you are kind of propping up the more important pages on your site to let Google know that this is an important page on my site and I want you to see this as a very important page on my site. And if they see that you're treating that page as important, then Google would treat that page as being more important as well because you're building up the internal linking structure, which will you know also build up the external linking structure of that particular blog post, helping it rank further in Google. So include some type of call to action, whether it's just to a blog post or if it's for a way for you to make more money. The number three thing on our list is to add any type of exit intent pop-ups to your page so that as people are leaving, you can get that one last shot, right? To be able to find a way to make some money with them. Um, you can usually have good exit intent pop-ups that go to affiliate offers. You can have a good exit intent pop-up that goes to another article on your website. You can have it um, go to your email list and promote your lead magnet. Um, and those are probably the three bigger ways that I would use an exit intent pop-up. To do exit intent pop-ups, you can use a lot of different services. The one I like to use is ConvertBox. Um, it's a great tool. Uh, it's a little pricey at the very front end, but it's a one-time fee that you gotta pay it and you never have to really pay it again. So ConvertBox is my favorite. Another one would be like an Elementor you can use if you're building stuff onto your uh, website with page builders, which I don't really do too much of anymore these days. But um, Regardless, that's a good an option as well. There's also Optin Monster, and those, those are probably the couple that I can think of off the top of my head. But ConvertBox is definitely the one that I would recommend on that. Uh, number two is to check your site uh, from a mobile standpoint, right? So when it comes to the mobility of your website, that's usually where the majority of your traffic for a lot of niches out there is going to be coming from, and that's mobile. So because a lot of your content is going to be coming from a mobile, 
<coughs> excuse me, uh, you want to make sure that it looks good on mobile. So pull out your mobile device, look at it, and see if the images are popping up right and that it's not taking up too much space and it's a long roll. You don't want it to make sure it's a good, very, very good experience on mobile. That way people will stick around more and continue to consume your content on the site. And then the number one thing, after you've done all of those first nine, then you want to go and uh, submit the article into Search Console. When you submit the article into Search Console, you're basically just telling Google that, hey, this article's here, go take a look at it and index it. Uh, usually with a brand new site, you might have to, uh, uh, it might you might see it go in and out of the index over and over again. Don't really worry about it. That's usually pretty normal for a site in its first few months. Um, the best way to really combat that is probably get a lot of uh, backlinks to that so that other sites are continuously um, linking to it and then Google's gonna help it stay in the index longer. Um, but if you're doing anything with like age domains or something like that, you're probably gonna start seeing some rankings really quickly within your blog post as soon as you are posting them. After your site has kind of reached a fever pitch of traffic and you are uh, adding content very regularly, it gets to the point to where you don't have to really do this portion anymore where you are submitting the uh, links to Search Console unless you just really, really want Google to go back and look at that post to see what's going on so that they can index the newest version of it and uh, have you a better shot at being able to go up the rankings on, your, on the SERPs for your particular keyword term. But those are the 10 things that I would do. Uh, again, that is a short list from a list of about 30 that I share with my uh, people in the premium community over at oneblogaway.co. Be sure to go check that out. First link down in the description so that you can get that full list and know exactly what you need to be doing in order to get your blog post ranking on Google the first time.